Hey, Dreamers. I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all-day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute-to-win-it games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey, Dreamers. My guest hasn't been on the Dreamers podcast since episode 254, which wasn't admittedly that long ago, but at the time we were talking about the awesome notes to self that were being crafted day after day after day in my Facebook feed back at the time when I actually had time to check Facebook on a regular basis. Unfortunately, my time for Facebook has gone drastically down, so I kind of get the cliff notes. Um, But she has released her first ever book and it's called dear self i love you keep going 365 inspiring notes from my bittersweet year of heartbreak and healing i'd love to welcome back danielle watson thank you joe so happy to be here you are so welcomed and i am happy to have you back here on the dreamers podcast to talk about the fact that you released your first book that took I assume well, well over a year to uh, to accomplish. It did. It took well over a year, and it's so funny. People have been saying to me, "What a real, what a smart way to." And then they stop themselves and say, "Well, I was about to say quickly write a book, but it did take you a whole year." But really, what they're trying to to say is that what a great way to write a book, to write a little bit each and every day for a year, so that it doesn't become this overwhelming project that takes up all of your time. And it certainly it does take up a lot of time. It's I mean I'm writing two books right now, and uh, due to my t- taking on a, a position at a nonprofit, I really haven't had the time to to give it the, the the love and care that those books need to continue to grow. And doing something where it's like, hey, every day I'm just going to take. Well, I don't know how long did it take you to write each note. You know, it's funny. Some days I cracked out that note in you know as fast as I could type less than 30 seconds. And then there were other days where I stared into the computer and, and just begged my, my soul for something to write because I had nothing to say. You know, the, the book was written because I was going through a really difficult emotional experience with divorce. And, you know, some days you're, you're very much fired up about what's going on in life and, and you're feeling the wisdom. And then there are other days that you just you don't even want to deal with what you're dealing with. And so the idea of, of performing a self-reflection about what you're learning that day is, is not necessarily an easy thing to do. But I was very committed to the project. Yeah, no, clearly. I mean, I got to read it every, you know, every day. And if if you want to know more about the specifics of the notes themselves, go back to episode 254 of the Dreamers podcast and listen to where Danielle talked about all of those notes that she was crafting day after day. Because I think at the time you were getting really close to, to completing it. Yes, you're correct. I was in that that last stage of of running it. And it's so funny because even up until that last stage, there were moments where I thought, oh, this is never going to be a book. This is going to be something I wrote and it's going to sit in my Google Docs and collect dust until we no longer use Google Docs and it'll never see the light of day. But 
I am so proud of myself for actually pushing through all of the reasons that I could have said, well, I'm not going to do this. I don't have time and actually putting it out there for people to read. Oh, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm so proud of you and, and happy that you accomplished that because it is something that you wanted to do, but I, um, but you never thought that it was going to happen this way, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. I've always loved to read when I was a kid. I remember being in fourth grade and being so excited because I bought this pink backpack that had six different zipper compartments and I loved to carry books around with me. And I was going to Oregon the different types of books into the different compartments in the pink backpack and each zipper was a different color and even way back then I remember thinking that books were amazing and magical and how much pleasure they brought me and how much I learned about the world through them and I thought wouldn't it be neat if I wrote a book someday and that's always been in the back of my mind and, and when I was in college I enjoyed writing papers and I've just the love of reading has always been with me and in the back of my mind, this thought of, I'd like to be an author. I'd like to be an author. You know, I've, I've been writing a blog and I've been writing newsletters for probably four or five years now. I never thought of myself as an author because I'd never written a book. And so it's funny because sometimes we have those dreams that are in the back of our mind that we're not necessarily pursuing. I did not set out to write a book when I started Notes to Self. I had did not have that in mind. But through just following a process that made me feel better. In the end, I actually ended up living a dream of becoming an author, which I just think is so cool. And I don't know about you, Joe, but I find that in my life, a lot of my dreams come true sort of obliquely. They don't, it's not because I run after something and like do all of the things I'm supposed to do, but I, I'm doing something else. And meanwhile, somehow the dream gets fulfilled. <laughs> Uh, I've had that happen, uh, you know, quite a few times, actually. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we don't always um, plan what we're going to do or know what we're going to do. But we but, you know, subconsciously, we we are kind of setting ourselves up for it. Right. Like I mm -hmm. would have never probably left my family's business if I didn't set myself up to, like, do it in a way that pushed me out the door. Like, right. in like very intentionally. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but I, it, it wasn't intentional. It was like, but it's subconsciously intentional. Like, you know, that these things are going to lead to something that you, you want, but at the same time, you, you don't want your, your consciousness is like, no, no, no. But you're subconsciously like, if I do this, you know, it's going to make it so I can't just turn around and come right back to the door, through the door. You are so right. Yes. It, I think that key piece there is pushing ourselves to do something. And we know that it's going to produce a result, a desired result, even if there are some growing pains in the meantime. It's just we don't know exactly which result it's going to produce. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I never knew, you know, from the time I left my family's business, I didn't know I was going to start the Dreamers podcast and that mm -hmm. it would turn into a business and that, it, I, you know, on a brand and, and all the stuff that has come along with it um now with that said that didn't happen by accident all that stuff was calculated and happened uh because of the hard work and time and effort and love and care that i put into it it wasn't just like oh i walked right in this and boom i had instant success and you know i still don't consider myself really that successful i think i'm still like at the very beginning of that of that mountain of of success you know 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. And I, I think you're right that it, it isn't that it happens because we sit back and suddenly overnight we're a huge success. We're definitely always pushing ourselves to do more, to grow, to experience new things. And it's just so interesting how that culminates in these different amazing experiences that we wanted to have, but we didn't necessarily track onto. We just said, well, I need to grow. I can feel that I need to try these new things. I need to push myself to do more than I know how to do now. And then opportunities present themselves. And because we're in that mindset of growing ourselves, we're able to say yes to the opportunities. I think that's such a important thing for people to recognize and that I've had to learn to recognize is that when an opportunity presents itself, grab hold. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't agree more. So since the launch of the book, um, you've had quite a bit of success with it. I have, you know, to me, the most successful part has been reading the reviews that people have left or the private messages that people have sent me about how the book has impacted them. Because that is really what I wanted when I decided that I really was going to put it out there. I thought, you know, if this could bring somebody who's going through something awful, some comfort, that would make all of the pain in the butt part of actually publishing it worth it. And um, it's so interesting. I haven't talked about this really much, but my book was released on Christmas Day. And on Christmas Eve, my best friend, her father actually passed away unexpectedly. And she was one of my biggest supporters through the process of writing the book and just felt the book was so inspiring and so amazing and so positive. And she kept saying, you know, I know you wrote this book because of heartache, but I think it's so inspiring and it's really applicable to everyone because we all go through hard times and we all need that extra boost of inspiration. And I I just thought it was so interesting that she had been my biggest supporter and then her father passes away the day before my book is released. And the next day she buys my book because she's desperately looking for something to give her some kind of comfort and some kind of hope in the throes of that very deep and immediate grief. And it, you know, I would never wish that on anyone, but at the same time, I also felt so lucky that I had created something that in the moment of her deepest pain was was a resource for her to go to and say, there's got to be something in here that will help me for just a moment feel like everything will be okay. And so she she read the whole book all at once. And then as the days have gone by, she's been pulling up one note a day on her phone to just remind her, hey, things are going to get better. They may not feel good now. You're grieving now. You're sad now. But I watched Danielle walk this road and I saw how she she slowly healed and I'm going to heal too. And I'm going to use this as something to help me do that. So I I just think that's really cool timing on the part of the universe. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't even realize you you launched it on Christmas Day. I don't th- I don't think I did at least. Well, I didn't plan to. Uh, there were many revisions that were happening at the very last minute as far as uh, the formatting. If for anybody who's ever published a Kindle book, the formatting can be a little bit tricky, and so I basically just 
thrown in the towel and said, this isn't going to come out until after the new year because the wonderful woman who was doing the formatting for me, I was like, it is Christmas. Spend time with your family. You know, stop worrying about my book. I, I know that we had a deadline in mind, but it's, it's okay. And then it just suddenly all came together and we pushed publish and, and it went out there. So yeah, Christmas day, that was my Christmas present from the universe was the publication of my book. Aww. <laughs> um, so so with your with your book how so you I think you mentioned it's it's for formatted so that you're you're meant to read it like day to day to day right because you the way you wrote it was day to day to day you didn't like batch a bunch of these notes up and the reason if you go I think if you go back if I recall correctly was because you wanted to be in the moment when you wrote them and you didn't want to just be like oh yeah these are like five feelings I'm feeling so we'll just release them you know, as if that's the case, like as if it was a day-to-day thing. Right. Yeah. It was really important for me that each note reflected something I was feeling or something that I was learning in that day. So I, I did have to, to write them every day. And when I published them, I did preserve their original order. So it's one of those books where you, if you look at the table of contents, it starts in September and then it also ends in September. So there's there are two Septembers, but they're Septembers in two different years. And I feel like what sets my book apart from other books of inspirational quotes or those sort of notes that people write that, you know, say Mike Dooley's notes from the universe is that they really truly were notes to myself. I didn't have anyone else in mind when I was writing them. These were bits of wisdom that I was taking from what I was experiencing. And I really wanted to remember them. And so that was why I was writing them down. I wasn't trying to bring something to the the masses. I was really trying to perform self-reflection on what I was going through to make sure that I was taking the lessons from what I was experiencing and keeping my eye focused on the future. So someone pointed out that some of the notes are written in first person and some of them are written in second person. And I'd have to go back and, and really look at them and remember what I was thinking. But some of them were written from a place of I can't even deal with 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 what is going on now, but I really hope that things will get better. And I think those are the ones that are that are written more from the second person where I was really almost like going to a future me and like having that future me talk back to the present me and say, it's going to be OK. It's going to be OK. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, what? In, in a book like this, I, I don't think. I don't think that that would bother me so much versus like if you were reading a, a like a traditional story or something and they kept switching between first and second person or third person like you know what I mean like you keep making that switch it it can get really tricky to um to understand who's who's doing the talking to who um so Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, well, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it works. I think it works for a book like this because we do tend to do that in our own minds. Sometimes we talk about ourselves from that sort of distant, you need to do this, you need to do that. And other times we'll say, well, I am this or I am that. So I think it works. And, and each note is, you know, it's under a tweet long. Like it's not, none of them are very long. And they're just meant to be little kind of snappy reminders to focus on whatever whatever the the message is that you can take with you no matter what you're doing in your day and you have images that go with each one right 
Um, so there's an illustration. And so it's the same image, but it's so beautifully done. My designer did such a wonderful job. And I had a different designer do the notes than I had do the cover. And they're both so, so beautiful. The cover, I, I, every time I look at it, I'm just tickled, tickled pink, literally, because it is, it's very pink, tickled pink that she just did such a beautiful job because I gave her no direction on what I wanted. I just said, here are, here's what I wrote. Here's why I wrote it. And she interpreted it into this beautiful, beautiful, inspiring cover. So that just makes me so happy that she was able to capture the essence of what I was feeling through the notes and turn it into something visual, which I have absolutely zero aptitude for none. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, it's important to be able to at least pick the right designer that's going to give you some kind of hint as to what you were, what it will look like, right? Like based on mm -hmm. what their previous work is. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess clearly you did a good job of finding somebody who you appreciated the work that they do. I did. Yeah. I actually, the woman I used, uh, found her through Zephan Blacksburg, who has, um, the, what is it? Day of, uh, one year of purpose or something like that podcast. And he, she had done his book cover and I just, even though his book is entirely different mind and his style is different mind, it just had a certain vibe to it. I thought, I think this person, you know, might be able to do a good job. And, and she did, she did a fantastic job. That, that is awesome. Um, now, I, you know, admittedly, I have not read the book, uh, and, and I was curious as to why can I not buy a physical copy of this book? You and everyone else have this question. So, yes, the book is currently available in Kindle format, and I'm, I'm letting people know that even if you have a Kindle – I really recommend that you download the Kindle app free onto your phone and keep the book on your phone because 95% of the book is these daily notes to self. And what better way to carry around inspiration with you than in your back pocket? So it isn't yet, emphasis on yet, available in hardcover or softcover because it is nearly 400 pages. And I don't know how many of our listeners have looked into self-publishing a book on demand that is full color and almost 400 pages, but it's rather costly. And I just didn't feel that many people would be willing to invest the money in having the hard copy that it would cost for me to do it in that format. So I'm considering finding a way to be able to take pre-orders so that I could order a bulk number of books so that it would be more reasonable for people to have because it is a book that even I would like to be able to hold in my hands and that I would like to be able to have on my shelf. And I know many people have expressed an interest like you, Joe, and having that book in your pile of books next to the bed, even if it never gets read, just <laughs> knowing that you have it there and that you sort of gave me a thumbs up by by buying it. I, I know many of you want it and, I, and I'm going to get it too eventually. No, I, I know. And, and as most people probably know by this point, I don't get to read uh, pretty much any books. In fact, funny story about reading uh, at my nonprofit that I work at. Um, we have a book club and they were like, hey, Joe, would you love to be a part of the book club? And I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> 
I, I don't really read and and I and I admitted to uh, quite a few people that have you know given me their book or I bought their book like hey I really want to support you uh, but reading isn't really my thing but you know because I mean I wrote two books for people who don't like to read books mm-hmm. uh, so they're really short and concise and and yeah so um, but I, yeah I would love to, even if it is like 40 50 bucks I, I mean Apple sold a book for like 300 bucks so you know what what the heck you can sell a book <laughs> why for not Danielle bucks. Watson why yeah. can't she sell <laughs> why not why not all you need is the right person to buy that book and then a lot of other people will look the other way when it comes to the price of a, a you know $50 book um and if it's inspiring people, then that's that's the most important thing. Now, I do want to ask, since I I haven't bought it on Amazon, though I will buy it on Amazon since I, I don't know when I'll be able to get my hands on a physical copy to support you in that form and to have it on my shelf um, to be reminded of your awesomeness every day. Uh, but uh, how is the book formatted? So so are the, the notes actually dated? Yes. So there's a foreword and an afterword, of course, that tells the story of why I wrote the book. And then each note is associated with a date. So it's funny because I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Even though the, the title says 365 notes itself, there are actually 366 because 2016 was a leap year. So the the way that it's set up, it's it's month by month, but it does start in September instead of January because, like I said, I did want to preserve the original order of the book so that you could feel how things changed over that year. You know, I was gonna that was gonna be one of my first or well, actually one of my questions. Uh, well, actually, so it's funny that the universe works that way. That in the year in which you wrote it, there was it, it, it accounts for that every fourth year having mm-hmm. that extra day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's applicable for forever, but, uh, which I mean, you probably could have wrote an extra one, you know, in there for, for one, if you had to, just to make it fit. But, uh, I love the fact that you started in, in September. So when I'm like reading the book in public, it looks like I'm really far into it when I, when <laughs> yeah. it's like January, February, March, April, like, Oh man, you're only, you've read this whole book. Like, uh-huh. yes, 400 pages and I'm reading all of it. Uh, <laughs> so I absolutely love that idea. Cause that, that was like, that was, I didn't know if it was written January to you know December, but I'm so glad that you didn't do it that way. You know, Joe, if you really want to feel like you're winning, you could probably read my 400-page book in under an hour. Just <laughs> keep tapping. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to read all through it like like that. Though I could. I could imagine though that if you were trying to read it like that, where um, by the dates that of today, um, with Amazon Kindle, would it keep? Like it's going to keep track of where you left off. Though I, I guess as long as it keeps track of where you left off, then that would be because you're not going to be flipping back until you get to September. Uh, well, it's actually set up so you won't even have to flip back. So it starts in September and then it keeps going. So you won't actually have to go back. It's set up so if you just click one page a day, it will go through. But many people are actually doing the binge consumption. They're just inhaling the whole thing and then going back to the table of contents and going, okay, we're in January now. Let's let's start back with those. Oh. <laughs> well, that's good. It's so good. People just, you know, can't get enough. 
I love that. I love that they're like, oh, that's so inspiring. What's happening the next day? And it was really interesting. I recently had somebody who's been watching my my daily show who bought the book and he lives all the way in India. And he was so sweet. He found a way to be able to buy my book all the way in India. And when he left the review, he actually put in there some what some of his favorite notes were. And that that was just so special to me because when somebody lets me know which notes mattered to them, it really tells me a lot about who they are and, and what's important to them. And so the ones that resonate with them, I think, really speak to to what's in their heart and, and what they're going through in their life. And I am a very positive person, but I also recognize that we are all going through things in life. And I always love to connect with people and really understand where they actually are so that I can, I can be supportive of them. And so I can understand their journey. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, having people, especially people that I don't know that are listening to the show that end up buying my book and then letting me know after the fact, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so special. It's so, um, inspiring to me that like, Hey, there's other people out there that, that, I was able to connect with on a level that I didn't even wasn't necessarily aiming for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's one thing to set out to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to hopefully hit this target of people and, and all that. But then when you, and it's like, these people have nothing to do with what the target I thought I was hitting. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like this show, actually. I didn't, I didn't, um, when I started, it, I was it was really for you know I was like oh it's all inspiring stuff but but really when I boiled it down I was like no is this is really like business lessons from people who live their dreams, mm-hmm. um, and it's more of a business show than it is a inspirational show even though it walks that line pretty finely so uh, you know you just don't know what you're going to wind up doing or hitting until you start swinging, I guess. (laughs) I know you are so, so right. I mean, we have certain ideas in mind of who we hope we will serve and who we hope we will uplift. And it it doesn't always turn out that way, but it does always seem to turn out better. You know, I thought of my book as something that only women would read because it's so pink. It is so pink. It is like loudly pink. And yet there have been several men who have bought it and who have said that they found it inspiring. So you just never know. Well, pink is my favorite color. So, uh, there's ah, that. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I prefer like the, the softer, like the baby pink kind mm-hmm. of color than, yeah. than like the bright, like neon, mm-hmm. like make my eyes bleed kind of pink. But, um, but yeah, so, Danielle, how has your dreams changed since last being on the show? I mean, I know it wasn't that long ago, but um, since now that you have your book out, what's what's on the, the horizon for you? Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about that lately because it feels like the last three or four years of my life, I've been on this roller coaster ride and it's been moving really slow in some areas, but mostly really fast. Like, I, I feel like I'm constantly being challenged to grow myself in a new way and develop new capabilities and to say yes to things that I'm going to have to learn on my feet how to do. And it's just been sort of one thing after another in the most wonderful way, but also overwhelming at times. And so now that the book is out, I've been looking around going, okay, you know, I've had all these experiences and I've done this before. How do I want to do this now? And 
I, I was really looking back at what I did before I really thought of myself as being in business for myself. I, I had a yoga business a number of years ago, and I didn't even think of myself as a business person back then. But I now looking back, I realized, yes, I actually was. I, I have been an entrepreneur my entire adult life. And so I have this inspiring book, and I'm thinking about going out and starting to speak. And I think what I want to do is actually start to bring those two parts of myself back together because yoga was something that was so important to me as I was going through graduate school. It literally kept me from spontaneously combusting. And when I moved from the West Coast to the East Coast, it really helped me to find my place here because I, if you ever move from coast to coast, it's culture shock <laughs> and it, it's difficult. And it happened at a time in my life where I was, I just finished school and I, I didn't really know anything else other than being in school. And then when I was hit with this latest life experience of divorce, I fell right back to my yoga practice. And I feel like the idea of practice is a big part of the message that we are not ever getting it done. We are simply practicing and so I feel like bringing it back to what I learned by having a consistent yoga practice, which was just keep doing it, <laughs> just keep doing it, was something that really helped me get through difficult times in my life, especially this latest one. I, I just instinctually knew that if I started doing things that were good for myself, even if they didn't feel like they made a difference in the day, they would make a difference over the long term. And even if I failed at whatever it was that I was pursuing that day, the fact that I tried would serve me over the long term. And so I feel like I want to I somehow marry the notes to self with this idea of practice and really bring it to that yoga community because a lot of people in that community understand the importance of practice and how it does build us over time and that even if we don't have a great practice, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. Now, um, you were supposed to start getting some images of you doing some of these poses that you've been like posting on Facebook. Did, did I miss that? Um, you probably did. I posted a really great one. I'll, I'll uh, tag you in it. But over please, Christmas, please. I got one of me doing eight angle pose, which is this crazy arm balance where I've got my legs wrapped around my arms and they're hovering sideways um, in the air. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll tag you so you can see it. But yeah, that's please. the only one I succeeded in getting. But there are some other poses that I definitely want to have myself photographed doing because they just bring me so much joy and it's so much fun. And it, uh, you know, it, it looks a lot harder than it is. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you should get yourself a photographer to come over and uh, do some of these these photos. Uh, yeah. Uh, that for you. So, um, so how can people connect with you online? Yeah, so there are a few places you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at the Danielle Daily. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore Danielle Daily. I'm on Twitter at Danielle Daily TV. Or you can find me on on Amazon. If you go to Amazon slash author slash Danielle Watson, you'll find my author page and all my 
connecting uh, connecting info is there for you so you can hang out with me on Facebook I love 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 to connect with other positive minded people and even if you're going through a rough time as long as you've got an eye to I am in charge of making this experience what I want to make it please reach out you know no wallowers but it just because your life isn't going well doesn't mean that we can't connect of course, of course. And before we get going, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah, you know, we never really know what the result of any life experience we have is going to be. And so even if it feels really awful and really painful, don't give up. You know, keep going, keep fighting the good fight and just believe in yourself and believe that somehow this is going to shape and grow you in a way that's going to make you a better, more compassionate person and is going to help others. And that is, that is reason enough to just make it through another day and wake up and keep going. Couldn't agree more. It's, uh, yeah, if you, if you stop, that's then, you know, being defeated is not going to help you get where you want to go. Yeah. If you truly want to go there. Mm -hmm. Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to come back on the Dreamers podcast for a third time and uh, talk about Dear Self, I Love You, Keep Going, 365 Inspiring Notes from My Bittersweet Year of Heartbreak and Healing. You can get it on Amazon Kindle, hopefully in a hardcover or even soft paperback would be fine, um, hopefully soon. Thank you, Joe. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co. 